0: Diary. Today I interviewed Nugget. He's been a mascot for two years. He works two different jobs and he's got some interesting stories on how to tell your kid you're a mascot and tipping mascots. Take a listen. So, how long have you been a mascot?
1: I've been a mascot uh, roughly two years. This will be my third season coming up.
0: And what inspired you to become a mascot? (laughs)
1: Uh, It was a thing that I had casually asked a professional team probably 15 years ago. If they, if, you know, if you ever got a mascot, I should be the guy. And I didn't have any idea about anything. And they, they very politely declined. And now I live in South Dakota and the team here posted on Facebook that we need a new performer. so please come on whatever night it was at seven o'clock or whatever time come and audition for it. So I thought, Oh, it'll be fun. I'll just, I'll audition. I won't get the job. That's fine. No big deal. But it'd be kind of cool to say that, Hey, I auditioned for it, you know, just for a fun story for that. Yeah. And, and as it turned out I was the only one that showed up. So I I almost kind of got it by default.
0: No, but I love that. (laughs) That story (laughs) because it goes to show like, I mean the competitive jobs. Yes. I understand they're, they're big money and yeah, it's going to be competitive and there's going to be a lot of people applying, but I feel like the smaller teams like in the community, those aren't going to be filled. Like not, not a lot of people like local people like understand like mascotting and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I, I didn't expect that there was going to be 500 people that would show up, but I thought there would at least be, you know, 10 or 15, even one. So when I walked in, it was like, oh, go, go have a seat in the arena. And we're waiting for anybody else to show up. And I walked in the arena and it was a hundred percent empty. There was nobody else there. And I, I told him said, I'm not the only one, am I? And I was like, yeah, you are. And I'm really sorry. Like, I apologized to them for it. Like I'm sorry, I'm the only one here.
0: But it I feel was, like uh... you did a good job. You got the job. It would have been really sad if you didn't get the job. Like, oh, my oh yeah. Well,
1: they technically I did do an audition. They told me, oh, we have a couple other people that just couldn't make it tonight.
0: Oh yeah, that's what they say. Which I don't know
1: if that was real or not.
0: <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs>
1: and and so they, I did. They didn't tell me anything. They were going to be. We'll call you in about a month, and we'll have you get in the suit, and we'll decide from how you do in the suit. And it's like great. Never heard anything until just before the first preseason game.
0: And I sent him an email.
1: I was like, I'm guessing you already selected somebody. Good luck with it. And he called me immediately. It was like, oh, no, no, no. I forgot. I forgot. I need Thanks. you to perform. You know, can you be here tomorrow night? And so I got into the suit with no knowledge of anything. It was, here's the suit. Put it on. Go out and do things.
0: Oh That, my that God. was all
1: the knowledge they were giving me for a guy that had never done this before. And I guess the next, so I, I did whatever I did. Uh, The next night, I guess they had somebody else uh, do the suit. That was considered my audition was one game. And then before the third game started, I still hadn't heard anything day of. And I just sent an email. Hey, I guess you got somebody good for you. Congratulations. Good luck with the season. And immediately they, they, I got like an email or a text or whatever it was of, no, 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 no. We want you, are you're our guy. We want you to be our guy. Can you be here tonight? I need you here at five thirty, oh
0: And from that
1: point on, I was technically the guy.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. But I... yeah,
1: it was, it felt a little unorganized and I was given really no direction at all. It was just be in the suit, be fun, go do things, you know, don't do anything that's, uh detrimental to the team at all you know don't don't give us a bad face yeah that was really all i was told
0: but i mean that's the kind of people that you're gonna get in the suit it's even if it's disorganized even if they called you last minute you're gonna do it because you know you want to do it and i mean that's that's the thing about mascotting i feel like if you're into mascots and you talk to mascot people yeah it's a big thing but when you talk to other people that may not understand like the mascotting world, and I'm, I'm not saying like that I'm a professional or like or anyone really big in the mascot world, just like interviewing people. I was in a group for class the other day and they're like, why, why did you come back to school? Right. And I was like, oh, because I wanted to be the mascot. And they just looked at me and they're like, really? Like that's a thing. And they were, they were intrigued by it, but like in the interview and that started up a conversation. But really, like, there was maybe about five people in the group and just like had no idea that mascotting was a thing and that you had to try out and, you know, do these things in order to be yeah. a mascot.
1: When I got started in this, I just kind of thought it was this casual sort of fun thing that a mascot does during games and occasionally, you know, goes to an opening of a car dealership or something. and Maybe they go to a kid's hospital and I didn't realize the depths of it. That there was, you know, at least for me, there's a lot of preparation that I do. Yeah. And there's, it's, I do way more than, you know, go visit kids here and there. It's, I'm doing tons more stuff than that. And I didn't realize how many people are in this and how much people are in this. I didn't realize how much I would get into this.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was
1: supposed to be casual. Supposed to be basically just a second job was all it was supposed to be. And now I would rather do this than do anything else.
0: But you do have two jobs, right? I mean...
1: I do have two jobs. Yeah, I drive a, I drive a delivery truck every day for a regular job. That's and cool. that's, that's how I pay most of my bills are through that. And then mascotting is what I like to call my fun job.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think people that are passionate, like they're always going to have like, the full-time job and then like their fun job.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to have a second job, then it might as well be something that I love to do. And it's fun. It's not a chore to go to work every day. So, and with mascotting, I've found that kind of thing.
0: So you've been doing this for two years, you said three seasons, right? Yep. So what's the most daring thing that you've done in the suit so far?
1: You know, we've, I haven't been able to do a lot. I had it lined up where I was going to rappel in from the, from the roof of the arena during a game. And, scheduling things didn't work out and I wasn't able to do it. And other than that, I really haven't been able to do a lot. I'm more physical with the on ice games, that type of thing than, uh, than what is preferred by me. But so I think it's way more fun. If a mascot knocks somebody over or if a mascot gets knocked over, that's, that's way more fun for kids. It's more entertaining. So I try and do that kind of thing whenever I can.
0: So you're, you're skating on the ice, right? You you don't yeah, have big it, shoes or. Depends
1: on the time. Certain times I am just in my boots and other times I am on skates. So this last season I opened every night. We had basically like the reserve players, the home players come on the ice. And then I followed them up with our big team flag skated to center ice did a couple of ways get the crowd kind of hyped up before the starting lineup came out. So, and I did that every game and that was a blast. People went nuts for it.
0: That's awesome. Well, I mean, I feel like I saw you on, I don't know what it was. It wasn't motocross. It was like these little four by fours, right? Can I say that? Okay. <laughs> like you did that, right?
1: I'm trying to think which kind of, thi- which kind of thing was it again?
0: I don't know. It was like these little four wheelers, like on a bunch of dirt and stuff. And there was a race with a bunch of kids.
1: Oh, uh the, the the strider bikes.
0: Yeah, Those I don't know are what they're called. Just
1: basically like a yeah, regular pedal bike but just no pedals. And oh really? Basically they... for kids basically just for kids that are learning how to ride bikes. So they're all three, four years old.
0: Oh okay. generally. <laughs> I thought they were motorized, so they're just like little more. No, bikes. no, no, that
1: was all, that's just leg powered is all Oh,
0: okay, I was like, were you like so riding around was, on
1: these things? Those, those were little kids I was racing.
0: <laughs> still fun, still dangerous, you might knock one over.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I did take one tumble on that, that I was not, it was definitely not planned. But <laughs> I was kind of goofing off with kids and letting, basically letting all the kids win. And in looking behind me, I just turned the steering wheel a little bit too far and I went crashing down (laughs) and I guess it looks good. People told me it looked good. So that was the whole idea. I wanted it just to be fun.
0: Yeah. You just tell people afterwards you meant to do that.
1: (laughs) The kids, the kids really actually ended up paying more attention to me than they were about racing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's usually how it goes. Like, I don't know why you would bring a mascot in if you wanted kids to actually like pay attention to something.
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, that's always kind of that way with with at least little kids. If you get to the 10, 12 year olds, they want to compete. They have no other goal but to beat you. But little kids are just kind of mesmerized.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you ever proposed an idea that was rejected? I know you wanted to do the repelling thing, but you said that just like time wise didn't work out.
1: It, time Schedule wise, that just didn't work oh, yeah. out. Um, that was initially thrown down of nope, insurance reasons, we can't do that kind of thing. And then I kind of didn't give up on it. I kind of was like, no, no, no. I I think we should do it. We have this (laughs) night. We had a superhero night. That would be a perfect night to do it. And eventually I was like, okay, let me look into it. Which case I looked into it. Yeah. And I set everything up for it. It was like, all right, fine, we can do it on this night. And it was all right, cool. I probably proposed three or four hundred ideas. And three or four hundred have all been shut down. I hope so, uh, I, I, you know, I try everything. I want to do everything and my boss doesn't want me to do everything. So it, as much as that annoys me, it's actually probably good because then I have to wean down to, okay, what is actually a good idea? And so I kind of take my list and go, okay, nope, this is the really cool thing. We should do this. And somewhat, uh, I was, I don't know, advised, I think might be the right word. By an NHL mascot who told me basically, said, You're going to learn just to do things. You know, as long as it's not a huge deal, just do things. Don't ask, you know, ask for permission. Don't ask or ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. And that's actually worked really well. My boss has not liked a couple of things that I've done, but, you know, for the most part, people kind of go nuts for some of the stuff that I do. So, you know, I love to dress up for games. And the team isn't super psyched about that, but people go nuts for it. So that, that you know, really gets me wanting to do more things. What else can I do? I want to get people hyped up.
0: Have you ever come out of the dressing room, like dressed in something and then someone signed you and was like, no, like get back in there and change. Like, that's all I can imagine that, now that you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, did you get caught? Of, yeah, where it was. There was a couple of times where I, I kind of dressed a little bit more than maybe was necessary. And it was, I want to do this. And I went upstairs where I knew the person that was going to give me the up, thumbs up or thumbs down was at, And a couple people on the way were like, hey, that looks awesome. And he looked at me and he just shook his head. Oh. And I turned around, went back to the locker room and took it off.
0: Oh, <laughs> So I knew
1: so it's a, it was fine. It wasn't that big a deal. But it was kind of the, okay, all right, that didn't work. All right, what else can I do then? That game I ended up not really doing much, but I, I modified since then.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming that you buy your own props because obviously someone's not approving your purchases. <laughs> like...
1: 100% is all me. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they aren't so keen about me doing it, which is fine. But it's I wanna, I want to do new and fun things. Probably my first season I spent half of the money I made at least I would think on props and things trying to make props and I've never done this before. So a lot of things were made that oh this didn't work out. Oh that you know it wasn't a waste of money. It was just a learning experience. So and now I've gotten much better. I've learned how to practice making things before I actually make them with uh something that costs a little bit more.
0: Yeah. No yeah I've done several test runs so, on things. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah everything that I make there's at least two or three tries before that that don't work out before I find something that does work out. And some things are finished in the arena eight minutes before I go out.
0: Kind of closely.
1: <laughs> Yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> I fear there might be a wardrobe malfunction one day.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, nothing that's going to be, the head won't fall off, anything like that. Um, I tend to put different kinds of masks on my head. Um, he has a he has a giant hat on, so I have to kind of work around that. But I try to secure things fairly well. I had a zombie bit of makeup that I put on him, that some of that fell off during the game, and that worked. It wasn't catastrophe by any means, but it wasn't perfect.
0: So does that hat come off? Because I feel like
1: the no, the hat stays on. That is oh that is gosh. built right into it, and so I, I, I don't like the hat personally, but. It's the, you know, the way the character was when I got him. So I just have to work with it.
0: No, let me tell you. So. I I dig your your character a lot and I I do like the hat, but I do wish that it came off. Like with all hats, I feel like they should be detachable.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, just just to be versatile a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm bummed that the hat doesn't come off, but I do like it and yeah. yeah.
1: It 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 fits the character very well and, you know, kind of the theme that they're trying to go with, but I do wish that it, it that it came off and at least could be on some of the time. But it's, you know, it, it's kind of just whatever it is, adds a little bit more height for me. Yeah. So.
0: And so do you think that you'll pursue mascotting as a full-time career at some point?
1: I I I would love to do that. You know, at this point I'm just kind of putting my dues in. Nobody at a very high level and cer- certainly a full-time level is going to hire you because you've been working for 2 years. That's not you know, a huge amount of experience. So I need to get at least three, four years in before I'll be able to really be able to do that. And then at that point, it'll be thing maybe I don't want to go do that. You know, I'm not the youngest guy is, that's ever mascotted. So I uh, just kind of have to do what I can with it. So we'll see how life takes me. But at this point, yeah, that would be wonderful to to get to a full-time level.
0: Would you relocate? Yes. Awesome. Depending on where. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Depending on where I'm, I'm, I'm somebody. I've always grown up on the northern part of the country.
0: Oh, Okay. So I'm
1: used to colder weather. I, I like winter. Winter is my favorite time of year. So hot weather is not my favorite time of the year. I don't, I don't prefer summer. So really, it's kind of the I don't want to go someplace that's in Florida. That doesn't appeal to me in any way. But uh, something on the northern section or even Canada, yeah, maybe. I would I would at least consider it at, yeah, at minimum.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, man. I'm in love with Canada. but <laughs> I've never been there. Yeah, me but too. I have so many friends over there, like podcasting friends. And I don't know. I really want to visit one day. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, I grew up in northern Minnesota. So Canada was three or four hours away. It was relatively close. No big city. It was generally Thunder Bay. <laughs> uh, and Winnipeg was, I don't know, six hours away or something. But I never made it to Winnipeg at all.
0: Oh, <laughs> So how do you deal with the unsupervised children, the crazy teens, drunk adults, and maybe groupies?
1: I just I, I try and get away from them best I can, try to find a responsible adult someplace, uh, a security or usher type of person, somebody that works with the facility. Or if it's at an appearance, I try to find somebody that's working around there. Um, I never have an attendant very often. Um, I never have one during a game. Very rare that I have one at an appearance so i kind of have to just make do little kids aren't super terrible they as long as they aren't real little they won't wander too far um and you can generally flag down a parent teenagers aren't too bad i haven't had too many issues with those and the the drunk adults are interesting <laughs> yeah. but you can kind of distract them sometimes so they uh they tend to lose track about who you are and that when they punch you it hurts and you know, different things. So it's, uh, I I try to avoid them best I can. I still want to, you know, go over and say hi. Uh, Most of the time, I don't know how intoxicated they might be until I'm already there. And then I realize, and it's okay, all right, okay. Now I need to get out of the spot that I'm at and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. You said that you had an embarrassing story. Did you want to share that?
1: Yeah, that was this past season. It was January 13th. It was, uh, we were having a promotion night. It was Friday the 13th night.
0: Things are bound to happen. (laughs)
1: Uh, I I had a modified mask of my own, of a Jason style mask. And uh, we have a promotion that we do uh, every game called the Flying Philly. It's a promotion with a local cheesesteak shop in town. And we, instead of shooting t-shirts out of the t shirt cannon, and like at ball games, they'll shoot a hot dog out. We shoot cheesesteaks. (laughs) And so the first one, the first practice, it literally exploded. They did not wrap it near well enough. It covered an entire section. It was awful.
0: But thankfully, there weren't people in the
1: section. But then we started doing it every game. And so it started off with four sandwiches, and it was really successful. And, hey, let's make it eight sandwiches. So we started doing that, and it's shooted off. And different ones come out different ways. Some of them fly really, really far. Other ones don't barely even make it out of the cannon. So I stand kind of in the middle of the section. There's lower seats that are down closer to the ice and then a lot that are behind me and I'll try and get the ones behind me mostly. And then I try and get some down for, for the lower sections too. And I was having a hard time getting the gun to work real well. It wasn't shooting the, the sandwiches out. They were wrapped differently or something. And I thought, oh, I'll just put just a tiny bit of gas in and I'll just kind of, it'll just kind of piddle out the end of the cannon and kind of get one of these front sections. And the gun malfunctioned a little bit and it fully juiced the thing, which is what I never do ever anyways. And so when I fired it, I expected just this little thing and it nearly knocked me over.
0: Oh my gosh. And as
1: soon as it went off, I knew I was in trouble and I dropped down to my knees. Gameplay was on, and apparently I missed a rest by about three feet, so it nearly cleared to the other side of the rink.
0: Oh my So God. It, uh,
1: it, they had to blow the whistle, stop. Uh, I heard the replay of the on-air announcer, who <laughs> said, <laughs> so if we have a stop and play. I think we have a, uh, a some type of malfunction with the cheesecake cannon, and Pretty soon, the two guys are just dying laughing.
0: Oh my they
1: are trying to keep it humorous. I am on a I'm on a knee, being uh, somewhat chastised by our PA announcer, who's telling me if we do that again, we're going to get, you know, a penalty. And I was so thankful we didn't get a penalty. I was so embarrassed absolutely embarrassed. Somebody told me later on that I was on the other side of the arena and I could see how red your face was right through that mask. Okay. It was very obvious that you were embarrassed. And I, I felt horrible about it. And then I had to go basically the rest of the season with people constantly asking me if I had any cheesesteaks to throw on the ice. Oh my God. And it was, it was horrible for a while. And eventually I tried to get over it and find the humor in it. Cause it really was funny if you weren't me.
0: Oh, so yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was
1: hysteric. People were, the coaches and the players were not amused as well as like any of the official kind of people and myself and then everybody else, they were rolling on the ground. They were laughing so hard for a number of people. They told me that was the highlight of the year <laughs> that it was, oh, I wish we would have got that on good video. It would have been so great. And I was just like, Oh God, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get suspended and I'm gonna get fined and I'm gonna lose my job and all kinds of things were going through my head and it was thank God we didn't get a penalty. So and it, it, it turned out okay. Uh the sandwich shop actually loved it. They had so much free publicity from that
0: oh my that God.
1: They, they couldn't have been happier. So it, it worked out, but it was It was pretty much my most embarrassing moment I've ever had, you know, in, in a suit, out of the suit, anything ever. I felt terrible about that and have had to work hard, make sure that 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 didn't happen anymore. And I was kind of aware of it. I just, it was, you know, a complete accident. Uh, You know, I still feel terrible, but now I can look at it and go, yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. It takes a while. I know
1: (laughs) It, it definitely takes a while. Yeah.
0: But I mean, did your supervisor understand or? Uh,
1: I he, I expected that I had a text when I got back to my changing room and I didn't have anything. He didn't send anything that night. I didn't see him. The next day I showed up for the next game and I'm walking in, in the corridor and I could see he was coming up and <laughs> it, he walked over and said, do I have to say anything? He said, nope, we've already had this conversation in my head about 400 times today, so. No, He said no. It was it was an accident. I really didn't mean to. I'm really really sorry. So he was like, okay, cool. You know you know exactly what you did, so that's fine. Don't do it again. And that and that was the end of it, as far as he's concerned. Oh, so man. we never we never spoke of it again.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's good. I mean that yeah, has to be understandable But when you're working with, you know, I don't even know how t-shirt guns work or food guns. I don't even know if they're the same, but. <laughs>
1: it's it's the same thing. Ours was used originally just to shoot t-shirts. It was a t-shirt can. We'd put it on the ice and the performer years before me would shoot it from the ice up into the crowd. Then for whatever reason, that kind of died off. So it's the exact same gun. It was unused for a couple of years. I had kind of wanted to use it and somebody said, oh no, it's actually broken. So it was, oh, okay. Well, I guess I can't use it then. No problem. Whatever. That's fine. And then somebody brought it out and they tried it with this sandwich thing. And it was, that was really cool. We should maybe do that. And from there it went on. And, you know, I hope we continue with that promotion. I thought it was a great idea. It was a lot of fun. People loved it.
0: Oh, yeah. I think people love free food. So. <laughs>
1: so, oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time people ask me, you got any sandwiches? You got any more sandwiches? And a couple of sections there were like, you never make it all the way up here. We're too far up in the section. So last game of the season, I got it up for one guy that kept telling me that. It was up in a far corner. So I made sure I brought him one sandwich at the end of the year. So he, he was kind of that. No, I didn't forget about you. I remember. And I tried shooting it up towards him. And every time the gun wouldn't work the way I wanted it to. It didn't fire as far or something.
0: Oh, yeah. And I would definitely. I'm a foodie. So I love to eat at games and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I would prefer that than like actual food coming or being thrown at me than a coupon that I get at the end of the game that I'm never going to use. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: How many people know that you're the mascot? Uh,
1: Of people that I know in like real life, everyday life, two or three dozen maybe, something like that. It's pretty restricted. They really don't want me telling a lot. And probably half the people are associated with the team somehow, whether it's front office or coaching staff, something like that. So it's really not a ton of people. So it's just, just the way it is here.
0: Yeah, but your son knows, right? he does know. And do you want to share that story? <laughs>
1: he's he's 10 now and found out, I believe when he was 8, when uh during during my first season he found out uh right at the end of the season we had a couple games left and we have a junior mascot that comes out right at the very beginning of the game and occasionally during the first intermission they're out. And it's really just a it's an easy fun promotion kids sign up to do it. And we draw it out of a hat basically. Uh, and I just coordinated to make sure that he got to do it once he had never done it before. It took most of that season to talk him into it because <laughs> I really wanted him to do it. I thought that'd be kind of a cool father, son sort of thing without him knowing it. And, uh, so he finally did it. He was having a great time. And at that time, he thought that I worked back in the locker room. That was what I had told him as I worked with equipment back in the locker rooms. And he was like, okay, whatever. Didn't care, <laughs> yeah. and so at after the intermission break, we went went to the back where he's going to take off the suit and that. And I had asked that a couple people said, "Hey, I want you to take pictures of us." So they just talked to him "Hey, hey, let's get a couple pictures with Nugget before uh, before you take off the suit." And so oh, okay, all right. So he kind of stands and we're posing, and then I kind of pull off his part of the suit. The top half comes off with the head, and he stands there and he's posed with me, kind of thing. And then as he's looking at the cameras and that, one of which is videotape, I pull off my head and kind of tap him on the shoulder. And he turns around and looks and he sees my face. And he was just, no words. He was just shocked. <laughs> and it was, dude, I've, I've been this the whole time. This whole season, I've been nugget. He was, oh, <laughs> oh now I get it. He, was, he had no clue. He was completely shocked. It was a lot of fun. So it was, it was kind of cool that he got to mascot with me and he he's been in the suit a number of other times since, um, he loves helping now, now that he knows he loves helping out with making props. Uh, I'll bounce ideas off him all the time because it's it's good for me to get a kid's perspective on, is this going to be fun? I need it to be fun. So, and some things he'll shoot me down. He has no problem telling me, no, that's not going to work, but you know, he'll help me modify ideas. He'll help me build things. So it's it's worked out real well. I'm I'm glad that he didn't freak out about it or anything. He's been very positive.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> he didn't want to get in the suit. Like, what were his reasons?
1: He thought that, uh, well, what if people laugh at me? I think was he was afraid of being embarrassed, which is, you know, a normal kid kind of thing. And it was kind of, I had to talk to him. No, buddy, nobody's going to, you don't even have to tell people people you're going to be in the suit until after you do it, because nobody's going to be able to see you. Plus, remember, mascots are supposed to be silly. They're supposed to be fun. So if you trip and fall down, that's just funny. So, you know, that's great. Do whatever you want. You can do all that. And eventually he came around and was like, oh, I guess they can just kind of do whatever because they can't see your face. (laughs) So, okay. And eventually he kind of gave in. It took the whole year, but eventually I got him. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. So, and loves it since. So.
0: That's cool. That's funny because worked out. <laughs> I can imagine like you're making props and he's like, why are you making these props if you just work with the equipment?
1: <laughs> I, I told him that I was helping out Nugget on the a couple of the times that he was around to see it. Otherwise, I tried to hide what I was doing. I didn't want to I didn't want to lie to him at all. I felt really bad about not telling him who I was. So I tried not to just have props laying around with things and So, and I just tell them that, oh, the team, we're working on some different ideas. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? So, and it just was good general conversation for us.
0: Yeah. And that's going to be hard to hide. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could, I couldn't go to to even finish that season and be like, okay, now I got to go through the summer and not tell them what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I didn't do very many appearances at that time, but it was, I can't just not tell them. I have to tell them. So what kind of fun way can I figure out how to tell him? Well, what if he's the mascot, too, on the same night? Like, that might be kind of fun. And it it turned out really good. I'm glad it worked out that way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever received any strange gifts from fans or weird requests? You know, I haven't
1: gotten very many gifts ever. Um, I got a book of how to be a hockey player from a kindergarten class that I had visited. Uh, I got a card of just thank you for being our mascot from a little girl. Uh, And I don't know that I've really received anything else. I've been asked, can I tip you Uh, (laughs) hundreds of times? And it's kind of a, no, 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 this is just my, this is what I do. And if you, if I was allowed to take tips, which I don't really know if I am or not. I don't know where (laughs) I would put
0: it. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: So it's just kind of, I I don't know. So I just kind of put up my hands like, no, 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 thank you.
0: I always wonder about tipping people. I had two mascots for parties at my house and the one I didn't, I didn't know how it worked. I was like, I paid enough for you. Like, I'm really going to leave it at that, right? Yeah. And then another one... I kind of just gave him a gag gift and stuff and if you want like food you you know you can take food or anything like I could pack you like something to go and they're like no 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 I don't know what's kind of become a thing so my friends are like oh are you gonna have like another mascot for the the summer no like I wasn't thinking about it and I was like I don't know who I would have and there's one that I wanted to bring over but he's kind of far and I was like dude if you drove over here I would I feel like I would have to like tip him or whatever and then I don't know how that goes. And is that weird? Do you get them a gift card or do you just straight up give them cash? I don't know. I,
1: I had one place that gave me a beer token <laughs> for, they, they had like a, a you know, microbrewery or something in town and they had a beer token and they shoved it in my boot. <laughs> and other than that, uh, one person left a tip at the front office, which my boss is like, this is the first time anybody has ever asked to leave a tip for the mascot before. And it was kind of the thing as am I allowed to take that? I don't, you know, what's the policy on that? And he kind of didn't really have an answer because nobody's ever asked to do it before. It was a a, a little bit of a, we don't quite know what to do with that.
0: Well, what did you do? Did you take it or what?
1: (laughs) uh, I ended up taking that one that they brought to the front office. But other than that, I've always just kind of put up my hands like, no, 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 thank you. Yeah. And and they'll kind of do, you don't take tips or you don't, You don't want it. And I just kind of, I try to, you know, I can't talk, but I try to be polite with it about no thank you kind of thing.
0: When you're leaving yourself, I would feel like I would, oh, here's a goodie bag or something. And then just slip it in there as as they're walking away. I don't know. That's weird to think about. Yeah. 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 It's kind of
1: a, it's it's hard to, yeah, exactly know what to do with all that. So it's just kind of sort of make something up, I guess. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't know that I've figured out a very smooth way as of
0: yet. I'm sure that's going to be awkward. I'd probably be, like, really uh, surprised by it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm always surprised. But, like, I don't, you know, we just had our picture together. I don't quite get why you need to tip me for it. But,
0: you oh, know, maybe it's, I'm... <laughs> it's
1: very appreciated. Thank you for the offer. Like, that's that's as much of a tip to me than anything is that they even offered.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, maybe, like, in Hollywood, because Hollywood and, I mean, both in California and Florida, like, that's a thing. And it's becoming like a nuisance, actually, like where people are harassing you to like tip them if they're dressed up and stuff. Like, yeah. So.
1: Yep, I've, I've heard that kind of thing before. Yeah. And I would think, yeah, yeah, L.A. or Vegas or wherever, anything that, yeah, you have your picture with somebody. Yeah, you, you need to tip them, you know, at least a buck or a whatever. I have no idea what the standard would be.
0: What's the hardest thing about mascotting?
1: I think it's actually been more emotionally difficult than physically. Like it, it's a physically demanding job, but well, one thing that happened here, we had a, I believe it was a state trooper that pulled over somebody and the people in the car ended up attacking him. Uh, and he ended up going into the ICU in the local hospital. Um, I think he ended up having like four surgeries and it was a, it was a very big deal. We're a small community. Our town is 70,000 people, a uh, major city at all. And we had his family come and drop the first puck at the game a couple nights later. And we had a standing ovation for him. And the guy's wife, his parents, and his three little girls were there. And so now I'm going to start crying already. Uh, I went up and saw them in the suite that we got for him. And the little girls came running up to me. And gave me hugs of that. And I could see their mom standing there. And she was just crying. And as soon as I saw her crying, I started crying. All underneath the suit. And I got to be totally silent with it that way. And these little girls want their picture with me. And I gave them hugs. And they were absolutely adorable, wonderful little girls. And their mom came over, the, the wife of this officer, and came over in she gave me a hug and it, it, she, it was a fantastic hug. You know, I don't know if hugs can be great, but it was a great hug. And I I think it was kind of the, the thing of, you know, these girls, dads in a hospital, you know, in a real serious situation. And at least for the three minutes that you're up here, those girls are happy. They're not remembering that their dad is hurting right now. So it's, it's, it was an amazing moment for me to be able to be like, you know what? I was an escape for these little kids that that was such a moving moment for me. So that, that was one of those moments where it was like, Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize till right now I can change somebody's day. I can be like a big deal to a kid that, you know, is maybe having something, you know, difficult going on. So that was uh, something new for me. That I, I hadn't expected I just expected that I'd be running around and get real hot, and it would that would be the whole tough part of the thing, and I'd fall down sometimes, so it was a it was a big surprise
0: oh yeah, and i I feel like like that's one of those those things that people don't realize like oh, you're just at games, you're being silly, and it's like no, they go out into the community, they go to the children's hospital, they're you know dealing with the families like uh, yeah,
1: go visit a kid that yeah, is in a hospital or, you know, maybe their mom's sick or something. And, you know, for at least a few minutes, that kid has, isn't sick. Their mom isn't sick. There's nothing else going on. They are in front of you and they're happy and they can't believe that you came to visit them. And that's, uh, that, that's a pretty incredible little bit of, uh, I don't know, not power to have, but like to be, to be able to be a part of that is is extremely rewarding
0: yeah and then so i mean i feel like that could kind of be the best part about mascotting but do you have something else that's the best part about mascotting you know i don't know i uh,
1: that that is an extremely rewarding part but it's even just regular kids is i can't tell you the number of kids told me that i'm their best friend
0: yeah (laughs) and
1: i've never you know the The character has never spoken to them before. And some of these kids, now it's been a couple of years, I've watched these kids start to grow up a little bit. So it's kind of interesting to watch. Like, wow, you were just little when I first saw you, and now you're so much bigger. I'm a dad, so I know what that feels like to, you know, have that kind of thing. And so you make little connections with these kids and, you know, people would like Special Olympics and that. And, you know, you kind of go home and like, you know what? I was the best part of somebody's day today. And that that's a pretty incredible feeling to be that person. You know, I know that that name, you know, that person's name is Janine, but, you know, they don't know who I am. But I really do feel a connection to that person. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool that I get to be something fun. I, I, I'm not the show. The hockey game is the show, but I try and enhance it. So I love if a kid can go home and, you know, go running up to mom's mom, 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 nugget gave me a high five. And that was like, like, can we go again so I can show you? And wants to come back because they want to see me. And that happens with at least some kids. So that's uh, pretty cool that I can kind of be a highlight for some people.
0: Yeah. Adults, too. I'm like at all the Galaxy games, not for Galaxy, but for Cosmos. So.
1: <laughs> I, I I haven't noticed it so much with adults, with a few maybe. But with adults, I, it, maybe it has been that way. <laughs> i just I just haven't noticed it haven't realized that
0: i think it's easier with kids well i have this useless talent number like 23 which is i could learn 90 kids names in one day but for adults i couldn't do it but the first day of day camp or running team like i know all of my kids names by the end of the by hmm. the end of the session so but yeah absolutely. i could do that i couldn't do that with adults though i think it's just different like i don't know why but and which mascots inspire you
1: you know, I, when I got into this, I knew very few by name, you know, everybody can name Philly fanatic in the San Diego chicken, you know, and then whatever local mascots you have, you know, major league teams. But, you know, I couldn't name anything. Oh, here we have nothing else. I'm, we're the only minor league team for five hours away in any direction. So it was kind of, Oh, I don't have any idea. All right. And so I ended up following quite a bit a thousand different videos that I looked at trying to learn how to be a mascot in my first three months on how do I do this? I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, orbits, I remember finding uh, uh bear Utah uh, jazz bear. Those were two that I really found a lot. Uh, Benny the bull with Chicago where I just kind of like, okay, I just need to learn the basics out of this. And a lot of it was, Uh, appearance stuff that I learned and I learned a a lot of backstory on these guys. So, and I've gotten to meet a couple of them, not a lot, but, you know, it's very interesting to meet some of these guys and be like, oh, they're just a regular person, but they kind of have this huge personality that we don't get to know about.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's interesting to see the ones that have gone public or maybe they've retired and just how well spoken they are. I, I've talked about this before, but I am just like amazed at Robert Bodwin and Christopher Bruce and just how he's so well spoken. I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't be like that. Like, I wish I could do that. Oh man. Yeah. So, well, I, don't know.
1: I was kind of surprised. I got to meet uh, a number of NBA mascots at a fundraiser that was pretty local to us here. And I was really the only one local. They had these other guys all came in from quite a ways away. And I was really surprised. I did not know they were going to be at this thing until just before the thing. And then I found it was a oh, whole And then they had panic time and uh, you know, Utah jazz bear was there. Denver nuggets. Uh, Rocky was there. And it was a number of different guys or the backups for the guys. And it was the actual guys that were there. And it was, I kind of was, I got to talk to these guys a little bit. I didn't get to connect as much as I wanted to, but it was kind of the, They're regular guys. They're not, you know, this giant unobtainable thing. They're regular guys, super nice, absolutely willing to help teach, you know, and, and still willing to learn from others. You know, they asked me questions on things and I thought that was so weird that I was going to be asked, like, why should I? I, guys, I've been doing this for two years. I'm not the one you should be asking. I should be asking you everything. But it, that they were just normal people and very humble in who they were.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And do you have any advice for anyone starting out mascotting? You
1: know, I learned a ton from watching videos. Just, and I didn't, I didn't try to learn exactly what they did. I just tried to learn the idea of what they were doing. I would tell people not to over plan and be, nope. I have to do it exactly like this. The best things that you do are the ones where it gets messed up, where you have an exact idea what you want to do, and then something goes awry and something messes up. And then it's hysterical. People love it. It's, it's way more entertaining that way. And that's kind of the whole idea is you're supposed to be just fun. So the first, when you're coming up with ideas, you, know, you have to think, is this professional? But you also have to think, is this fun? And then for me personally, eventually I get to the part about, is this safe? Am I going to hurt myself? I don't bother to pay attention to that part anymore. Just is it fun? And is it, you know, is this going to put the team in a good light? And then is this going to put me in a good light as far as the character goes? Oh yeah. So And then is it, is, is it memorable? Are kids going to remember this at least for the next five minutes? Are somebody going to remember this? So you, you need to go big with everything you do because you want somebody all the way across that arena to be able to see you. So, so that's kind of my, my biggest prop that I probably made is a giant cowbell made out of my old kitchen uh, garbage can, <laughs> and it's four feet tall, four foot tall cowbell. People could tell as soon as I brought it out the first time, somebody on the other end of the arena said, said brought that out and said, hey, does Nugget have a cowbell?
0: <laughs> and
1: it's been really popular since. It doesn't sound right. It does make noise, but it doesn't sound right. But I was like, you know, mascots are supposed to have big things. So I need to make some big things. I had really no props other than a drum to go with so it was okay i'm gonna make this oh and i'm gonna make it make noise too that'll be fun and people have loved it since so i kind of try to make everything either really big or really small just to make it that's the more humorous side i think
0: i need to make one of those now (laughs) i don't know how i'm gonna do it but like
1: I'll, I'll, i'll send you some pictures of the thing it's uh it wasn't it wasn't terrible to make it was a lot of fun
0: i'll probably like i'm probably seriously gonna have to like dumb it down like a lot like i already have ideas in my head that i'm like scribbling down <laughs> well it's
1: it's all it is, is it's a kitchen garbage can like a rectangular kitchen garbage can
0: like a plastic one
1: and yeah or, like a plastic one.
0: Oh, okay oh yeah because that's what i was I, thinking.
1: I i put metal on the inside so we get a little bit more twang in it i have the ringer is three cowbells tied on a rope on a hook on the inside and then a uh short table leg on the top for the handle and then there's a big like. Uh, like outdoor gate that's on the backside that I can fit my hand on, and oh, that's okay. and because it's, it's a 2 handled thing.
0: And you just spray painted so it, uh, or what? Like oh uh, yeah, I
1: spray painted it just to go with teen colors. I couldn't find the uh, you know a sticker that was big enough to go on it, so I just painted our logo on the front, and then uh, yeah, that was basically it. Painted the handle black, and it it, it looks almost identical to the cowbells that we sell like in the in the team store oh that's cool (laughs) so that was the whole idea is trying to make something that everybody else has but bigger
0: yeah no definitely
1: and, and it is it's bigger than half the kids so i think uh i think mission successful on that one
0: yeah I love making stuff, and I would make it, but I don't know who I would give it to. So I would be like, if you want this, because you have to pay for shipping, though, if you're like not in California, because <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah, only thing. It's like shipping is a pain in the butt, dude. I hate shipping anything out, and like yeah. I like making stuff, but if the mascot's not going to use it, like I'm not going to make it for them. Like, I mean, I can offer, yeah. like, hey, no, I can make you this, but if they're like, oh, like I'm yeah. not going to use it, like, I
1: I I'd, I'd love making props and making costumes and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of the thing of but I don't I one I don't know if this is going to be successful if people are going to like it for one and is it going to be okay is it fun is it, and then it's I'm sure it's the same thing for a lot of minor league at least is you're spending your own money on making your stuff so you have to figure out okay how do I save money in making this I don't have a giant budget to work with
0: no, no, I have a so. <laughs> budget of exactly
1: zero dollars so what can I make for exactly zero dollars and you just you know for You know, there's the saying kid in the candy store kind of thing is, you know, mascot in a a hardware store is a dangerous thing. I go wander around a a hardware store and I'm building things inside my head like crazy. It can be a dangerous thing. I go into a secondhand store and I'm finding all kinds of ideas. And it's just I'm trying to be I'm trying to be thrifty.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But that's fun for me is being able to create things.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any shout outs? Shout outs to anyone in the world?
1: you know i I don't know. I have no idea i've my they never really let they didn't want me initially to get a hold of anybody. Don't tell anybody who you are, so I was very quiet about talking to anybody and then pretty soon I started finding a couple and now I've probably got fifty different mascoting friends at all different levels, all different leagues, sports all over the world and great group of people, but nobody that you know no nobody really got me into the business it was kind of sheer dumb luck that i ended up in it so i have you know i've made some really good friends through mascoting because of this so it's uh it's been a rewarding endeavor
0: awesome well i'm glad that you fell into mascoting and i, want you, I wanted to thank you for your time and thanks for sharing your stories and for reaching out i really appreciate it and
1: yeah absolutely thank you
0: i wish you the best of luck let me know if you need any help with props or like ideas like bouncing off ideas or something on how to make something yep, absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely and all and i right. could, sh- I you. could ship you a uh, small stuff stuff that i could stick in a bag but boxes no i don't want to <laughs> deal with that i don't want to deal with sure. that shipping <laughs> right. i could sew you up something as long as if it it's in a bag okay. all right yeah. thank you all right thank you all right bye <laughs> And that was it for episode number 36. So just an update. I have, well, I should by today, if you're listening on Monday, I should have 39 episodes recorded and I'm scheduling with one other person. I need to send them the questions. I've been really, really busy. I've been swamped with both jobs. Practice starts this Saturday and just the paperwork at the new job It's just crazy, and I'm trying to learn a new system. Don't forget to follow me on social media. It's Mascot Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you'd like to leave me a review on iTunes, go for it. I would really appreciate it. I haven't even checked if I've got any new ones probably not because I heard it's a pain in the butt and I even if you were to leave me one it's a pain in the butt to open iTunes on my computer to check if I have one but if you'd like to leave me a review like go for it I would appreciate it you can send me feedback like I'm not gonna get offended I feel like if you listen you know what you're in for if you're a new listener like it's not for everyone and if you're giving me an interview like I trust me I do not expect that you've listened to the show before like you guys have heard the show some people don't even know my name name when and i don't know their names like some people have not given me their names when when i talk to them like it's crazy the stories i have to tell you the secrecy behind everything so yeah hopefully we get to 40 and i think i'm gonna break after that i think i'm gonna call it a season oh thank you to jackson deville he's not gonna give me an interview but He emailed me and he said that he's listening to the show and he's really enjoying it. And he said that he was going to reach out to a few people and see if they wanted to give me an interview. And and he gave me a few other people to contact. Well, teams. So that was very helpful and I really appreciate his time. And also Stanley C. Panther gave me that written interview. I just have to post it. I'm hoping to post it by Wednesday. Just give me time. (laughs) Like a lot like I'm up really late like I'm editing this so late you guys I'm so sorry but work comes first I gotta get paid thank you again for listening and don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast and take care